hear our, let's join together in our prayer of illumination. Enlighten the eyes of our hearts, O God, and grant us the spirit of wisdom and revelation through the reading of this, your word. Amen. Our words today come from Luke. Typically, they, for the lectionary, it starts at verse 44, but today I'm going to start it at verse 36, because I think there's some important pieces here as well. Hear these words. While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. And he said to them, Why are you troubled? Why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is myself. I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet. And while they still did not believe it was because of joy and amazement, he asked them, Do you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. He said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. And he told them, This is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I'm going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. When he had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up to heaven. Then they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and they stayed continually at the temple, praising God. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. And all of God's children said, Amen. We hear this morning on this Ascension Sunday, Jesus leading his disciples to the town of Bethany and blessing them. Then he withdrew from them, Luke says, and was carried up to heaven. Christ went into heaven almost like a rocket, maybe not like a rocket, but quickly. I want to be clear, he didn't ride in a, a crew dragon spacecraft on a top of a Falcon 9 rocket. That's the technology being developed by a private company called SpaceX, which is teaming up with NASA to discover and deliver astronauts to the International Space Station. Last November, SpaceX launched four astronauts to the space station in a, a blazing evening liftoff that lit up the sky. They took off from launch pad 39A, the starting point of the Apollo 11 trip to the moon, as well as many other space shuttle missions started from that pad as well. SpaceX was founded in 2002 by 
Elon Musk with the goal of reducing space transportation costs. His long-term goal is the colonization of Mars. Musk is also the founder of the electric car company Tesla, you may have heard of. In 2018, he put a cherry red Tesla Roadster on top of one of his rockets. Sitting behind the wheel of that particular car on top of the rocket was a mannequin named Starman. And on the dashboard of the car was the message, don't panic. Last October, that spacecraft passed the red planet. And SpaceX tweeted that Starman made its first close approach with Mars today. Now, you might think it a little ridiculous to send a, a mannequin into outer space. Elon Musk would agree, saying it was silly and just fun. But Starman's journey may be the first step towards the colonization of Mars. When it comes to building and launching spacecraft, SpaceX means Space Exploration Technologies Corporation. But when it comes to the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ, SpaceX should be shorthand for Space Christ. The X, of course, being the, the Greek symbol for Christ. Often we've heard or seen written the shorthand X-M-A-S, of course meaning Christ Mass or Christmas. Jesus went up to heaven like Starman in a, in a Tesla Roadster. He left from Bethany, not launch pad 39A, but in his ascension, it had a very different mission than the one Elon Musk is proposing with his SpaceX company. New Testament professor Sarah Heinrich points out that this passage at the very end of Luke's gospel has a great deal of meaning. For Luke, she says, it has a way of turning endings into beginnings for new ventures of the gospel. So the final promises of Jesus push into a future that goes beyond what Luke can see and beyond what we can see as well. To understand this passage, we have to look at what led up to the ascension. Like a, a SpaceX mission, there needs to be careful countdown before a successful launch. So we're going to talk a little bit in terms of three points. We're going to talk about three, two, one in reverse as opposed to one, two, three. So we start at three. Jesus appears to his disciples and to others in Jerusalem. We know, of course, the resurrection story and how Jesus revealed himself to two of his followers on the road to Emmaus. He then appears to the disciples in Jerusalem. And at first they think, as I said and read, they thought he was a ghost. But Jesus says, touch and see, for a ghost does not have flesh and blood, as you see that I have. Then he asked them for some food. They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he takes it and eats it right there in front of them. I mean, in their midst, Jesus literally has a snack to prove to them that he is alive. Professor Heinrich says, while this might seem like an odd or a humorous action, the people of the first century would have recognized it as proof. Proof that Jesus was not a disembodied spirit. When he appears to his disciples, he is the real Jesus, the real man. He is as solid as a SpaceX rocket. Let's move to two. Jesus then opens their minds so that they can understand their mission. He knows that he has limited time between the day of the resurrection 
and the day he will ascend. So he stresses that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Jesus presents himself as the word of God in human form. He is the one who completes everything that God began to say through the law, the prophets, and the Psalms. But Jesus knows that this is a lot for people to absorb. Not only for the disciples, but it's a lot for you and I to absorb as well. So Jesus opens their minds to understand the scriptures. He gives them the gift of understanding. That way they can better comprehend what God has been doing. From ancient times through the the death and resurrection of Jesus, he's given them that understanding. We need to have our minds opened as well. The words of the law, the prophets, and the Psalms can be confusing, and sometimes they contradict each other. So we need Jesus to give us a better understanding. Fortunately, the teachings of Jesus and the guidance of the Holy Spirit can continue to give us insight that we need. When Christians were arguing over biblical understandings in the 1500s, a group of Scottish leaders discovered that the interpretation of Scripture, as they said, does not belong to any private or public person, nor to any church. Instead, they encourage Christians to trust the Holy Spirit, to trust the Holy Spirit to guide them, and to focus, as they say, on what Christ Jesus himself did and commanded. For example, Moses said, kill every male among the little ones. But Jesus says, let the little children come to me. The prophet Amos said that the day of the Lord of darkness, the day of the Lord is darkness, not light. But Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Psalm 7 says, rise up, O Lord, in your anger. Lift yourself up against the fury of my enemies. But Jesus says, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. Jesus can open our minds to what it means to be faithful disciples in the world today. The authors of the Scots Confession also wrote this, we dare not receive or admit any interpretation that is contrary to the Christian faith or to the rule of love. Every word in the Bible should be interpreted through our faith in Jesus Christ and through the rule of love. Now we're at number one. Jesus promises that his followers will be clothed with power from on high. Jesus knows that he will be leaving, and he wants his disciples to be well-equipped to continue his work in the world that they're in. He tells them that the end of his earthly ministry is the beginning of, of a new adventure for them, one in which they will be filled with the Holy Spirit. And sure enough, just a short time later, they do receive the gift of the Spirit on the day of Pentecost. And after 3, 2, 1 comes, blast off. Jesus leads the disciples out as far as Bethany, lifts up his hands and blesses all of them. And while he's blessing them, he withdraws from them and is carried up into heaven. The disciples are amazed as any of us would be if we were 
watching even a SpaceX rocket rising up into the atmosphere. But when Jesus is gone, the disciples do not feel a sense of loss or abandonment. Instead, they worship him. They return to Jerusalem with great joy. They bless God in the temple and prepare themselves to receive that gift of the Holy Spirit. If I say the name of Buzz Aldrin, who is now 91 years old, my guess is you recognize that name. At the time of his mission on Apollo 11, he was an elder in the Presbyterian Church of Webster, Texas. He decided he wanted to take the elements of communion with him on the mission to the moon. So Aldrin and his pastor had worked things out in advance. The lunar landing was on a Sunday, and Aldrin's home church celebrated their earthly communion service on earth that same day. They recognized one of their church members was way off in outer space, communing along with them. Aldrin had intended to broadcast the service, which included him reading passages of scripture, but he ended up doing the service during a period of radio silence. Aldrin wrote later in Guidepost magazine this. He said, in the radio blackout, I opened the little plastic packages which contained the bread and the wine. I poured the wine into the chalice our church had given me, in the one-sixth gravity of the moon, the wine slowly curled and gracefully came up the side of the cup. Then I read the scripture. He said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whosoever abides in me will bring forth much fruit. Aldrin says, I had intended to read my communion passage back to earth, but at the last minute, Deke Slayton had requested that I not do this. NASA was already embroiled in a legal battle with Madeline Murray O'Hare, the celebrated opponent of Christianity. She was upset over the Apollo 8 crew reading the Genesis passage while orbiting the moon at Christmas time. Aldrin said, I agreed reluctantly. Eagle's metal body creaked. I ate the tiny host and I swallowed the wine. I gave thanks for the intelligence and the spirit that brought two young pilots to the sea of tranquility. He said, it was interesting for me to think the very first liquid ever poured on the moon and the very first food eaten there were the elements of communion. Aldrin, Aldrin and Armstrong completed their mission and returned home safely. For Jesus, you could say that his mission is accomplished, not because he blasted off into space like Collins or Armstrong or Aldrin, but because he has prepared his followers for the continuation of God's work in the world. Each of us is a part of God's ongoing mission. Our job is not to stand around watching for Jesus, looking up at the sky after he's gone, looking for him to pass overhead like the International Space Station 250 miles above the earth. Instead, our challenge is to open ourselves to the power of the Holy Spirit and continue Christ's work in the world. One of the interesting innovations of that SpaceX rocket is that it has a powerful booster that lifts the spacecraft into space and then returns to Earth to be reused. In the past, booster rockets were always ditched in the ocean, which Elon Musk said was like throwing away an airplane after every flight. 
So when SpaceX launched in November, the booster landed safely on a drone ship in the Atlantic and was returned to land for future liftoffs. Each of us, each of us is like that booster rocket reclaimed by Jesus and used again and again to advance his work in the world. Yes, we have to be filled with rocket fuel as well, which for you and I is the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit. But then we can be used over and over again to share God's grace and love with others. As the Gospel of Luke ends, we watch our space Christ ascend to heaven in glory. That's a beautiful and an unforgettable sight. But as the book of Acts begins, we see the Christian community beginning to move forward into an unknown future, filled with faith, filled with love, filled with joy. Let's join the disciples in shifting from space Christ to earth Christ, from space X to earth X, being the hands and the feet of Jesus in the world today. Amen. As we come together as God's children, we're called upon to pray for one another, to lift up our joys and our concerns. I'll leave some moments of silence for you to remember people, places, as we come together in prayer today. Again, as we continue to pray, as we're moving towards the light at the end of the tunnel with the pandemic, please pray for the Middle East for the Palestinians, for Gaza, for the Israelis, as we've seen the tragedy of them fighting each other. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. All-powerful God, you reign over all the earth and all the nations are subject to your word. There is no people who can stand in equal to your majesty. So we come this day to sing your praise and exalt your holy name. We have heard the promises from Jesus that we would not be left alone, yet we so often act as if we believe that we can only depend on ourselves. Time and again, we seek to follow our own ways. We fail to hear your sustaining word. We know that Jesus has ascended to sit at your right hand and to be the head of the church. But we allow controversy to make divisions in the body where we have been contributors to the difficulty and the separation. We dishonor you. In your abundant mercy, forgive us our transgressions and restore us to praise you. By the gift of your Holy Spirit, open to us afresh the words of scripture that we might be strengthened in our faith and given a mind to spread the good news of Jesus' place in glory to all the world. As you subdue the nations that would rebel against you, so subdue the diseases and hurt that cause your children to suffer. Receive into your care those who struggle this day with brokenness of body or mind or spirit. Give them a measure of your peace. Let us not stand looking into heaven for Jesus' return, but rather let us work for the fulfillment of his promises here on earth 
until he comes again to judge the living and the dead. Hear us, for we pray in the name of that same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, and deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I encourage you to listen or sing along in our final hymn.
Let's join together in our going forth. Go into the world clothed with power from on high. We carry Christ's message of forgiveness and joy. The power of the Holy Spirit will go with you as we bear witness to this good news. Amen. Friends, thank you for worshiping with us today on this Ascension of the Lord Sunday. I pray your week is a fruitful week to go and to share the truth and commands of Jesus, and most importantly, to share the love of Christ wherever you go and with whomever you're in contact with this week. Go now in the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Have a great week, friends.